Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your week in chess slash movies slash just kind of what our interests are. Uh, the podcast is in a rebuilding phase, and you know we're just gonna try some things out. You know, it's not just chess anymore. We talk about other things. Jordan, how are you doing today? Yeah, the Gothics. The Gothics have stormed Rome. Uh, the empire has been broken apart. Uh, we are now, we've now taken one of the kingdoms and we're just trying to, to build back. Build back you know? better. So, uh, here we are. Build, Who said build, build back, back better? better? As you know, I think actually, um, one of, was it uh, Biden? Pontus, Pontus Quintilius actually said build back Pontus better. Quintilius, was actually the jo- first Joseph person. Biden. Pontus Quintilius, a very real Roman senator, not just too. It's not racist to just say random words in Latin and well, say it's a name, white, right? Well, we're white, so it's our language. We can <laughs> say these true. things. Uh, yeah, so the, those weren't just two Latin names, like vaguely Latin names that I uh, made up and well, stuff together. You know, that's it's our podcast, so we can do what we want. Uh, they do drunk history, and I'm sure that they get some things wrong. Yeah. There are all kinds of things. It's our podcast. We'll do right. what we want. It's our podcast. We will do what like, we want. I can't. I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't even get the. You know. Right I think that our very intrepid, thoughtful, and considerate audience will forgive you, and know what you were what you were referring to. Maybe as our intro and outro music, you can use that Miley Cyrus song. Yeah, I, we will get in trouble. Yeah, but I think we should. We will get in trouble, but it will be worth it. We also are making tens of thousands of dollars on each episode. It's true. It is a known it's true. fact. I, I am actually currently in Ibiza. Well, clearly you're Ibiza. not, or else you would have pronounced it right. Ibiza. <laughs> See, that's how that's how rich I am, is I don't even... Yeah, I'm in Ibiza. Right Where are you at, boy? I'm in Ibiza with these DJs. And I took a pill in Ibiza. <laughs> and now I'm in Sesame Street. Oh. <laughs> Jordan, that was not good. <laughs> I just I'm bad with voices. Okay. I was like, yeah, there was a, a good cat, you know. Um, there is a cat somewhere. Oh. It's like a cat that was like kind of falling backwards, so like his voice got deeper. He was just like, scared. Oh. He didn't know. Jordan, how is the, tell me about the weather that I have to look forward to. Because, guys, believe it or not, I am going to Los Angeles, which is the Ibiza of California, for those of you who don't know. It's a, it's a beautiful yeah, so place, coming, for those of us who don't know. Um, you're coming, you're coming right at right. the right time. End of uh, April. You know, it, it's, it's, it's well documented that we are Midwesterners That's true. on this podcast. And people have this idea that Los Angeles is like Ibiza. Right. They think it's summer all the time, summer all the time. I don't even know that song, so I'm time, not expecting our, the, the people time. of our podcast to know. <laughs> uh, but it's not. We're in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, it's not that close to the equator. So when it's winter, for you guys, it is winter here. Um, but April What is, is winter in L.A.? Yeah, so this week is probably, like, the most wintry week we've had so far. 
Um, and it's going to be like 45 mm. for a low and like 55 mm. for a high. <laughs> and it's gonna, we're going to have a little wind. I woke up to 14 and a half inches of snow on my car this morning. Oh, oh my gosh. Minnesota has no snow. I saw snow that. Right? My mom said that. And also I saw in Wisconsin they had nothing. It's all here. We broke 100 inches of snow already for the winter. Oh my god. And I was pretty convinced that I was not going to have to go to work. And then my boss yeah. sent a slack at 6 a.m. being like, hey, the parking lot's cleared. See you guys at 9. And this is like 8 o'clock at this point. And I was like slept in fully expecting not having to go to work. And then I had to go to work and I had to dig out my car, which That's... was unfortunate to say the least. That's crazy. You have like a full job that is fully doable in a remote setting. I know. Like not even. I know. I know, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, the people want me. It's all like my presence in the office is missed, and I I get it. You know, I have to give the people what they want. They want they your want Muppet, Muppet impressions. impressions. They want me to go to Sesame Street. They want me to enjoy the Ibiza of California, Los Angeles. Yes, but but you're coming in April. April is. April's nice um, because it will still be winter in Alaska. That's true. Yeah. Like we'll probably still have a ton of snow. Uh, I got back from a trip from the yeah. Bahamas. And um, let me tell you, they didn't have snow down uh, there. There was no, no snow. No snow. It's and summer. It's beautiful. Summer down there. It's so nice. And so it's I'm looking time. forward to a similar experience in April. And then Jordan's going to come up in the yep, summer gonna... to Alaska where it's beautiful. And really, really nice. But he's not coming up in the winter because I don't want him to die. He'll probably no, freeze. And I He'll run I... away naked down the street. He doesn't know. I'll get, I'll get That's scared. That's what they do in L.A. I we can't do I it in Anchorage. Snow. You, know? you can run down the street yeah. naked right now if you wanted to. People would love it. Get a lot Good. of podcast listens. I would. Probably not, honestly. The only thing... The only thing that would happen is I would probably get, like, a charge. But they don't ever, you know? like, you know, like, follow uh, through with those in California. Well, uh, yeah, it might take them two years to arrest me, you know? And then they but... probably would have forgotten, <laughs> and there's, like, you could just, like, try to, I don't know. We could, we could, we could figure it out. Yeah, I could have, like, three different, I could, I could do, like, a couple, like, yeah. vibe changes. You know, I could go emo, like, go goth. You get a nose piercing. You know, I could become, like, a, I get a nose piercing. That would help you, you know, get, get a facelift. The the bisexual women you so crave yeah get a nose piercing get a get like oh, a yeah. septum i i'm i really like a septum piercing on women personally it's uh it, right. not on it, yourself it really does it for me maybe i get septum now, wouldn't that be wild like no tattoos <laughs> but just a septum piercing <laughs> like that's the first place i go like, would you like to rub <laughs> your septum piercing on my septum piercing like that's so romantic oh my gosh let's go to an alternative concert and like do you you can show me your tattoos and i'll be like like, i have a cat that i drew on my butt earlier today would you like to see oh my gosh that's so indie i I got like i got like birthmarks like above my butt that's That's what i got i think that's Um, i love it yeah have you ever do you because I always, with my friends, I I had them try to bet how long it would take me to get a, a tattoo of Minnesota I'm glad you on have my it. body. That's tacky. 
It is tacky, but I do kind of like it. I, I thought it was going to be a year, uh, but All I haven't right, done so. so speaking of so. gross, kind of tacky tattoos, um, this girl that I liked in high school, uh, her name was Maddie, and Maddie moved out of town, and uh, she's like now, like I don't know, like the West, Nevada or something like that. She got a massive, like full across her shoulders, Lake Superior tattoo. Yes. Oh. <laughs> That's a She's atrocious. like, I miss Minnesota. I'm like, just look at a picture. You can't even see it. <laughs> it's, it was like one of the biggest tattoos I've ever seen on a person. And I think that wow. was her first tattoo. Go Lake Superior. She's since gotten more, but I, I think I might have like unfollowed her on Instagram. But it was like just gauche and huge. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough first tattoo <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah, and and like also the one of the reasons I won't get a Minnesota tattoo is like it would be embarrassing for me to get a Minnesota tattoo and then move back to oh, Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't you make that decision? You you you're not allowed to to own property no, in that state you anymore. Can't. Actually, it's like the same people that get their last names tattooed on their backs or their arms. It's like, yeah. did you forget? Do you remember <laughs> yeah. what your last name is? It feels yeah. like that's a southern thing, yeah. where it's like, oh, it's not my football jersey. I'm like, dude, you yeah. played football when you were fourteen. What are you doing? Yeah, you weren't. You were thirty-five. You were, you were the third best tight end on your football team. The most useless position in high school football. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh my god. Of gosh. course. But that's that's respect. I feel like if you're like a small-time insurance salesman in the South, though, like having a, your last name tattooed on your body, that does increase your revenue by. 10%. That's probably true, and like he probably makes more money than we do, just because. He's a good oh. old boy, and the he certainly has higher standing in his. That's local true. Society. You know, he has like a hundred fifty thousand dollar truck, and yeah, he has like Lift probably it. two or three baby mamas, most of whom were cheerleaders yeah, on the respect. high school cheerleading squad. It was the highlight of their lives. They're thirty five now. They still talk about it. Yeah, I know. still talk. About I know, it. but we don't judge these people. We they they live different lives. But, you know, it's a different life. Well, I I don't know about that. I, I did recently do chess competition for the first okay. time in a while. Alex, I, 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 I played a tournament where that was outside that was getting colder and colder, and I did really Good. well in it. And honestly, I think it was because I was the only one probably the cold in that entire That's tournament. probably true. I mean, <laughs> these other people who have been born in the sun... It's kind of like a Bane situation. It's like, yeah. I, I was born in the shadows. <laughs> you merely adopted yeah. them. Or whatever it is that he says. You merely it's like, adopted You know, you were born in the 50 degree weather. They just yeah. adopted the 50 degree weather. It was, it was like getting to the point where as it was, as the sun was going, because when, when in the middle of the day it was like sure. nice, right? But then the sun goes down and it instantly becomes cold. We're like, to move your fingers it was having that like stretchy like it was hurting the movement it must have been i couldn't imagine these california other california it was like 65 out you were saying 
<laughs> I said it was probably 48 or yeah. 52 or something. It's like a crisp but autumn I, day. I, I did my... Yeah. I did my entire goal of g- gaining 50 points. I gained 80 points in one tournament. So now I'm never playing chess. Good. I'm actually All playing. Right. So. 80? Yeah. Yeah. You must have been crushing these fools. Yeah, I gained 80 points. Yeah, I won five <laughs> five games and oh tied God. two. Did you lose I, at like, all? It got to the point. Oh my gosh. No, I tied two. I made one kid really, oh, really mad. That's a positive. Yeah, like like this kid this kid was really mad at me um, because I was down a bunch of material and like found like a uh, like a perpetual or whatever. Um, actually, no, no, I beat that guy. So I won five games and tied one. It got to the point where I like started to, this is why I'm so messed up in the head. I'm at this tournament crushing and all I'm thinking of is how did I screw this up? Like, what did I do wrong? Did I sign up for the wrong section? You're in the lowest section. So there isn't a lower section. No. All these people were the exact same rating as me. I came to find out later. I didn't even put myself in that section. There were multiple sections. The tournament organizer put the, the section in there for me. But I couldn't even enjoy myself. I'm having, like, the best chess day of my life. And I'm like, wait, how did I... How did I... How did, how, how did I screw right, this Jordan, I feel like this so is, like, bad. a little bit of a deeper dive into your psychology than might be called for. I mean, this is not a mental health therapy podcast because well i mean it kind of is but neither of us are qualified to diagnose these anxious attacks but that's really good though like six wow that's i mean 80 points in one tournament is pretty crazy yeah nine nine twenty three i went from eight like eight forty or something eight fifty to nine twenty three in one tournament when was that yeah this was a couple weeks ago. Um, it was at this. It was at this like. There's the there's the chess palace, which is like it's standalone right. chess club, the only standalone chess club in LA. Or, and this is their like called their amateur okay. tournament. So you go on Saturdays, and it's like you're getting crushed by twenty one hundreds, you know. But you go on the one Sunday a month. They have like the bad people go and play outside in the cold all the good people are inside with s'mores and the bad people are <laughs> relegated yeah i couldn't even believe it i wouldn't because uh, it was one of those things where they wanted us to play one more games and at one point i was just like no i'm going home like i was one of the first people to leave the tournament and they're like wait really I'm like yeah it's freezing cold up here i i don't know you guys really want to play more chess like we've been playing chess for four hours five hours yeah that is the one thing that is crazy to me is how people when they sit down they can just go they just play chess for like ever yeah. and i'm like i'm tired i want to go home like i'm i haven't seen my family in three hours like what are you doing yeah like this is how i get away from my family yeah i I like three hours. Three hours is the perfect amount of time for me. That's I don't feel like I've been cheated. You know, even if I had to travel like thirty minutes one way, yeah, that's right, fine. Right. You know, but yeah, I don't know. I don't need to do six hours of chess in one day. That's that's. You know crazy. who hasn't been having tournaments like that? 
God, we are we're killing transitions <laughs> today, man. Holy Current crap. sitting champion are, are... of the world, Ding Liran. Ding Liran. What what's going on with Ding Liran? I I have not been keeping up. So Please let's, inform let's, me. Let's step through here, okay? He somehow stumbles into a second place finish into the candidates tournament last year. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And then Magnus is like, I'm a baby. I don't want to play anymore. I'm too good for all of you. And we're like, that's true. And so, you know, Ding ends up coming back from behind, crushing Jan Nepomuchi's dreams once again, and becomes the world chess champion. He proceeds to not play for like 10 months. Like, he doesn't play online. Yeah, you can't do that. He doesn't, well, not that they probably allow him to play online in China. And then he comes back to this tournament and he like, it's like drawing games, like losing games. I'm sure he won a few, but like nothing crazy. And I'm like, how the hell is this guy like, how is this the guy? It makes no sense. And like when Ding is on, he's on. When he's off, it's most of the time. And like, it just blows my mind. And I feel like everyone now is just like gnawing at the bit to win the candidates. I think that this candidates tournament is going to be the craziest tournament that we're probably going to see perhaps in our lifetime because it's the first time in like 10 years probably that the world chess championship is actually like up for grabs because ding is so weak yeah. and he's like not good and he's probably not going to win and all of these other guys who have I, been like I, trying to win and like trying to play against magnus you know who and keep losing like you know fabi you know, Anish and, like, the new Indian guys, like, Vidit and, you know, Pragnananda. Like, all these guys are, like, either looking to, like, make their name or, like, finally solidify it. Like, Fabi, for example, I am sure that – and, like, he's in good form right now. He passed 2,800 again, which is really great. But, like, I am sure that he is, like, killing himself right now in his prep for the candidates because this is, like, the one time that he's got a shot to actually win. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I remember leading up to the last candidates, um, people were talking about how Prague, like, stopped playing in tournaments, Prague? because he qualified, yeah, because he, I, I believe it was Prague, he qualified, like, super early, and then he was spending all this time, like, studying. That Prague was didn't, wasn't thing. in the last oh, candidates. I'm gonna, uh, he's like 16, wasn't he dead. just became a GM. Because anyway, regardless, I just someone I just don't get why um, people think that like not playing chess, like why Ding would think not playing chess would make him better. I don't at think chess. that he. Like, I thought that he, I think that he was like on the brink of retiring, and then he won the World Chess Championship, kind of like on a lark. And now he's like, well, now I guess I have to defend it, and because if he didn't defend too, I feel like that would just be very naughty of him. I mean, this must just be embarrassing for all the other top yeah. players. It's like this guy that doesn't care about chess beat all of you, just clapped all I of you. I feel like with Jan, too, it's just like he just chokes every time. And I feel like he's one of the yeah. better players around him. Like, clearly he is. I mean, he was the challenger two years, oh, clearly. Two years running. Yeah. But he just can't seal the deal for whatever reason. I say this like I have any idea about the mental toll that it takes to play in a World Chess Championship match. <sighs> Certainly against Magnus Carlsen. We're out here shooting. I know, I know. But 
like these guys are i mean i can't even imagine what the candidates is going to be like i think we're going to see some of the most insane chess we've ever seen because these guys want it so badly and they can finally actually get it what's going to be really funny is if like we have the craziest candidates tournament of all time and then ding wins again ding wins <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that yeah. would be sick that would be like that would be like ding being the ultimate just clutch master like just doesn't just fully doesn't care like the literally the kid that like doesn't try in class and then just shows up and uses the test i know i just can't believe that he won like he like can't get visas and then also like there was some controversy because um there's like the women's champion it's like we Jen, i think her name is and sure. i mean it's like who cares yeah. like whatever um but everyone was like, oh, this is such a unique experience because normally the men's women, the men and women's champions don't play each other. And then they was like a, basically a quick draw, which is what everyone thought that he was going to do. Because Ding is like, he, like so, so two players, Daniel Dubov and um, Napomachi, got in trouble for planning out a draw where they basically just like played a bullshit game and then like they like yeah. lost all their this points the horsey thing. and like everyone was like really pissed at them because they're like you guys basically threw this game and i'm like you know how many of these games are probably thrown because it's like hey man i'm tired you're tired let's get a draw yeah. and yeah like these guys are not going full tilt most of the time but ding had like in order to even qualify for the candidates he had to he like had this tournament where he won like 30 games in a row and literally every other grandmaster every other game in the tournament was a draw and so it's it's just like the Chinese in their chest, it's like kind of like still a little bit, a little bit under yeah. the table. He did, he did beat Yan though. He did. Like that is the thing. He did. For sure. Like no one's, no one's saying anything. No, fishy not with that. With the fact but I think that, that like Chinese chess is like bit fishy usually. And then. Sure. Like, like this kind of thing happens all the time but also like chess is like not a big deal in china which is really weird if you think about it because like in russia like the united states like a lot of people know like who the world chess champion is it's like most of them probably think it's magnus but um which is true but in china it's like he is chinese he's the first world chess champion from china and like no one knows who he is like on the street it's like who's the world chess champion like i don't know like, why should I care? <laughs> like, what about go? Which is crazy. Yeah, you'd think China was um, like really into chess because it's like communism and obviously Russia. But I, I recently learned that like even before like the communists won the Russian Revolution, like still a ton of people in Russia under the czar like played chess. Like, they, it was kind of, like, a holdover thing more than it was, like, I don't know, something that is intricately linked to communism. I no, guess. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say chess is uh, linked to communism. I would say it probably has, like, deeper roots. I mean, it is in the sense that Russia was, like... They're pretty dominant, yeah, in a peak. little while. For a little while. But it's crazy, too, even thinking about, like, the Bobby Fischer days and how... You know, they had the world wrapped around their finger about it. Like, when is the next time that chess is going to be like that? Probably never. 
but also Bobby Fischer was insane. So that helped. Yeah. Yeah, he was insane and uh, insanely good at chess. <laughs> and his brain was broken. And his brain was broken and he did get a little wild. Say it some said some wild stuff. That's true. At the end. I'm like, who amongst us hasn't disparaged the United States and you know, fled yeah. to Iceland? Who amongst yeah. us has not done that? <laughs> yeah, the Bobby Fisher stuff is crazy. But yeah, it's it's kind of an interesting thing. I'm, and it'll be inter- and like some like random Chinese guy won the Tata Seal, which is like this huge tournament, and like he like won tons of money. I was like this dude I've like never heard of in my life, and he like beat out like Magnus, he beat Fabi, he beat like everybody, and I'm like, who is this dude? I haven't seen any of his games because I haven't really been following it too closely, but yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Oh, and so one thing that Jordan has been doing that we've been doing is we want to watch old movies together. Jordan, would you like to discuss Blast of Silence? Yes. Yeah, so, guys, let's let's do a little background on Jordan's movie watching. Um, I haven't watched that many movies in my life. I really legitimately got into movies during COVID. I started watching the Marvel movies. Like, probably... 50% of the movies I've watched in the last, I would say, 10 years have been have all been Marvel movies and all were in, like, a two-year span. But, you know, we're trying to get a little so more So you're a cinephile brow. is what you're saying. You know. <laughs> yes, natural, natural cinephile. Uh, so, we watched a movie called Blast of Silence. This is a 1970s film, film noir. 1961. 1961. Okay. 73 minutes. Short and sweet. Yeah. We have we have Frankie Bono, who is an old-timey gangster, goes to New York City and has to kill his mark. Goes really well, as you can probably imagine. Goes really well for him. Yeah. Naturally, he actually it's a t- it's a 15-minute long movie. He gets the gun uh and he just kills his mark and then <laughs> the scene ends it's he actually doesn't do a good job but like one thing that <laughs> really brought me to that one was i'm i'm a big fan of film noir i love movies around the holidays in the holidays and so this was like a new year's movie i think it took place over like a week or something of him being in new york and it's just such a quintessentially new york movie it was just beautifully shot it was black and white um and like there are just like so many great shots in the movie where it was so fun to watch. And also these movies are just so kinetic. You know, like right now we are in the age of bloat with the movies where everything's two and a half hours. And then this one is like a tight, like less than an hour and a half. And you get the full story. Yeah. You get everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very satisfying, like beginning, middle, end. And they're fun to watch. And they're kind of like their own thing. You know, like, the deaths in these movies are hilarious. There's, like, the crack of the oh, gun, and then they get, like, stiffen up. And they just, like, tip over. Yeah. Where there's, like, no blood. Ever. And it's just, like... It's like, you can just see him being like, Yeah, boy! Kind of thing. Yeah, what I've really liked is that each scene, there's only one thing happening. Yeah. You know, with, with modern movies, it's, like, 
each scene is trying to do three different things because, you know, they're stuffing as much information. It's like, no, this is just a scene where a dude walks into another dude's apartment because he wants to get a gun and the other dude is like a fat slob and they just want you to know he's like a fat yeah. slob. That's that's all we that's all we're taking from this. There's Maybe this should, they they lay into that guy. They lay into that guy in a way that was inappropriate. He's literally constantly just... eating. <laughs> in the very first scene you see of Vinny, who is the fat slob who lives in a apartment, small apartment with fucking five different oh, rats yeah. that are his friends. Okay, he is eating like a piece of deli meat. And then a piece of cheese, and then another piece of deli meat, like a little like deli meat sandwich. And then he brings he brings um, Bono Frankie in to the to his apartment. He sits down, puts the little deli meat sandwich down, and then just grabs a thing of baguette bread, and then just starts eating the baguette bread like separately. It's like Vinny, he's fat just eating fuck. two different items. Put down the bread and give me a gun. <laughs> It's like guys, I didn't know. I, I I didn't know from the way he looks, but I know. I know. That's, and like, that's, what, he, that's what this guy And is. he was so mean to him. Like the Vinny was just like trying to get along. Yeah. Then he was just up like yeah. verbally harassing Vinny the entire time. And like these people are not very nice. Like generally are just no. not nice people. But and so like when, you know, people die in these movies, it's like yeah, that was probably right. I don't feel bad about yeah. this. Vinny's the bro, though. Vinny's the coolest character. He just he just eats, he hangs out with his rats, and then he's just, like, broing down with his boys when Frankie, like, busts in and, ruins, like, fucks ruins the Ruins the scene. You know, <laughs> I think that Frankie, or that Vinny was definitely a weed smoker. You know, he was definitely toting yeah. on some green, some devil's oh. lettuce, as the kids say. Um, but I think that it was before that was okay. And so he was kind of having all like those coatings, you know, where he was just stoned out of his mind, eating baguettes, selling guns. Yeah. That's what you do when you, and then just kind of like staring at people in like a way that one would imagine like some sort of like psychosis, like exactly how you'd think like a psychosis would be depicted in the 1960s where he's just kind of like looking at him with like a dead, you know, drooly stick. Just with a baguette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. But I feel... I know. Vinny's cool. I feel like these movies are yeah. so much fun to watch because they're so different. You know, another one that you yeah. should watch is Heat with Michael Mann, where it has one of the best gunfights I've ever seen in my life, where basically what he did was he, like, had these guns that were loaded with blanks. They're like... 35 like to 50 caliber guns that he handed off to like robert de niro and all like mm. all down the street they he would like you know there's like heavy machine gun fire it feels like it's happening right next to your ear you're like peeing yourself as these people are shooting these guns oh. and it is the most intense thing i've ever watched um but it's this great like cop movie where it's like this gang of thieves they like the job goes wrong and then they've got to like yeah. escape. And then there's the cop who's like sleeping around with like these beautiful women and like has a family and is like annoyed that his wife knows that he's like sleeping around. 
Um, but it was the first movie that Al Pacino and Robert De Niro ever did together. And that was like a huge deal. Oh, okay. Because uh, this was like 1990. Yeah. Like both of them were like in their Goodfellas yeah, kind of like peaks. I watched Goodfellas for the very first time ever two weeks ago. Did you like it? I Yeah, I, really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. We should watch another movie too. I, I was like some like major actors, like some like Hitchcockian actors birthday. It was like Paul Newman or something yeah. recently had a birthday. And there was a movie that was that looked really interesting that I might watch. But next time around, we'll do another old movie and we can chat about it. Oh yeah. So now that we're just shitting on the the looks of oh, the okay. actors, so Alan Barron is the actor who plays. I've never Frankie. seen him in anything else. Yeah, he apparently died at ninety six years old. He lived that a long life. Me. So he's like, he's like, so. In the 1960s, everyone just drank constantly and didn't take care of themselves, and everyone just that's not what Mad Men says. (laughs) Everyone looked like January Jones. Plastic surgeries. (laughs) (laughs) They had they they had 21st century plastic surgery technology. John Hamm was beautiful, and he was he was the everyman of the 1960s. Everyone looks like John Hamm. (laughs) The Frankie Bono looks like he's 50 years old. He's 34 the fact, in the movie. The fact that 34. he is 34 in this movie is, like, actually shocking to me because he looked so bad. I was convinced that he was on death's door, and it was like, this was the last thing he ever shot. He left, like, behind, like, 15 mistresses somehow and an Italian restaurant uh, that made great meatballs. But it's like, the fact that he was 34 mm, and he lived another 60 years is crazy. Maybe there's something yeah. to just the People diet just... of cigarettes and Italian food. Uh, maybe, maybe there is. I, I, I'll take the no cigarettes and, and the less. I'll, I'll pick up smoking every single day. <laughs> you know, honestly, weight, right? I mean, look, we're we're deep, we're deep into this podcast. I've been like kind of yearning for like a a nice like having having like whiskeys with the boys at a dive bar and like smoking like a pack of cigarettes like i have been looking forward to a day like that i've been i've been so here's the thing i think that smoking like yes there's the nicotine aspect but there's also the communal aspect to it where you know you always have something to do with your hands it relaxes you it's almost like a it's like a drug where you're just like calm and you you feel pretty good and you know, it's it's like a community aspect to it, right? Where, you know, it's like, hey, you got a cigarette or like, hey, you have a light kind of thing. And I think that we don't really – and it's like an excuse to talk to people. And it's, it's an excuse to talk to beautiful women as Hitchcock movies have taught us. Like all of these women are walking around <laughs> with cigarettes in their mouth and no one to light it. And you just go, may I uh, light your cigarette, my love? And they're like, Kermit the Frog. Is that you in a suit? That was a good Kermit. Yes, my lady. Um, may I take you home? I mean, I've never had sex with a Muppet. Well, you got you almost went Miss Piggy there My lady, there too. there's always an opportunity to try. <laughs> no time like I don't the know present. why this is turning into a naughty audio book, but here we are. Cup- <laughs> yeah, you know this is the latest we've ever recorded. Coming soon. So. I've had a little bit of tequila. Coming soon. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, narrated by Kermit the Frog. 
Did you ever figure out what made his hands hot and made his hands cold? Like it was obviously anxiety. I'll just Who are write, we talking I'll, about? I'll, I'll just are we talking burn about the movie. In yeah, Frankie Bone. Definitely you know anxiety. How he's and also about probably cigarettes and Italian food. He's probably having a heart yeah, attack like and, multiple and times. mistresses. <laughs> he's like going in and out of heart attacks. This is what made his hands hot. Being around people. Anxiety. Dinner before this Pete from the orphanage, which never comes up again. Uh, before he showed up and, oh yeah, he kills Ralphie. Um, after killing Ralphie until his body is found, his hands are hot. Okay. His hands get cold based off of Christmas. What? Yeah. He, he Christmas made his hands cold. Getting a gun and home in the cold black silence of death. What? Who wrote this? Um, I was just writing down, like, they would say, it'd be like, like, my hands were hot. This happened. And I'd just write down, okay, this would made his hands hot. Oh. This made his hands cold. So, like, the warm embrace of death, I... he became cold? Come yes. to my warm that embrace. That his hands cold. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're so chilly. Okay. Let me warm you up, Frankie, with a meatball. Mm. Would you like a baguette? Fresh from the oven. Mm-mm. It's like, what made your hands warm? I grabbed uh, Ralphie's baguette. Is that an innuendo? Hey, Kermit. <laughs> Kermit, what did the baguette feel Ooh. like? What did the baguette feel it like? It was like a bag of sand. Kermit, have you ever felt a baguette before? <laughs> Kermit, did you, do your hands have no. feeling? Like, do you have... The only thing I can feel is life being choked out of people's lungs. <laughs> Kermit, are you a murderer? <laughs> I'm a sexual deviant. <laughs> just, a, just like, uh, doesn't answer questions. <laughs> like he only answers questions by saying other things. Like just to flex in every situation. Kermit, how are you doing today? I killed my wife, Miss Piggy, and I ate her bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Kermit, why would you do that? My hands were cold. What does that mean? Have you ever had a baguette straight from the deli in France? There are a lot of delis. There are a lot of Jewish delis in, in Paris. Not the Jewish ones. Not anymore. <laughs> Was that a Holocaust joke, Kermit? Are you okay? I don't know. Kermit, how much you know about world? Kermit, history? how much how involved were you in the in the Nazi party and during 1940s Germany? Well, I don't like to talk about those days, but let me tell you, I have some silver stars. Wow, so you served our country? A country? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one actually knows that Kermit is actually German. <laughs> I like to have a bratwurst. Mm-hmm. Cause I killed my wife. Kermit actually Kermit actually is a science experiment that was created by the Nazis and he was actually taken back to the United States uh after after World War Two. Like he was one of like you know, like the people that built like nuclear weapons and stuff. He was part of I that. eat nuclear weapons. That was my purpose. Ever wonder why there wasn't a nuclear bomb dropped on Berlin? <laughs> 
Just a huge <laughs> curtain mouth just eats nuclear weapons. He just gets bigger after Kermit, everyone eats. Kermit, after you eat a nuclear weapon, how does how does digestion work? I have to have bratwurst beforehand. They keep making me wives out of little piggies. I don't know why Kermit's like this deviant. You know, he was like a children's character. Um, he also has like deeply white supremacist views. Like we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. You know, that was just part of it. There... It's like the Nazis didn't even do anything to Kermit. He just he just woke up like that. He's green, but he doesn't know it. He thinks he's white. He thinks yeah. he's white. Yeah, he's, he's a science experiment. Well, anyway, um, this was yeah. your week in chess and Kermit the Nazi frog. <laughs> So I hope that you guys enjoy it, and we will be back next next week or the week after with another yeah, old timey movie. Whatever we decide. So if you have any um, recommendations or requests, please send them to Jordan or I, and we can uh, we can watch those movies for you. All and right, Kermit will watch them as well. No, Kermit, no. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys later.